difficult, 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 Christmas Eve. Ooh, everybody's uh, gathering with their families to listen to the Difficult Women podcast. Gather around, children. <laughs> gather around. Let's tell you right before tale. they open their gifts, they listen to this episode. Oh, that's that it's would a be new beautiful. holiday tradition. <laughs> I'm into it. Well, I know you, you listeners right now, you can't see us, but I did turn on the Yule log on the television. She did. It's true. To get us in the mood. It's making me hot. I uh, don't have eggnog <laughs> oh, or man. any any hot mule. What is it? A hot mule? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think like a Cleveland steamer is similar. I don't know. It's an Anderson family tradition. We we do that. We pass we the hot the mule. Hot mule. <laughs> no, what is it? I don't know. Uh, no, hot wine. Hot. Oh, wassail? No. I don't know. If anybody knows, write us at difficultwomenpodcast at gmail What the fuck am I talking about? I don't know. I'm Some just so Moscow drunk mule. off of the holiday spirit. Oh, Moscow lovely. mule. Yes. No, but the warm cider. It's like a muled wine. Mulled wine. Mulled wine. Okay. <laughs> all right. You got there. That's something. It's really wine there to I'm be a mule. I'm still drunk from all the holiday parties. The mule just came with the with the three wise men. Or he was there hanging out in the crash. I don't know. How does that story go? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Hi. Hi. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all everyone who's yep. celebrating everything. All sorts of things. Yes. Um. Are you excited for this evening? So excited. Oh I can't God. wait for baby Jesus to be born. Every year. Every. It happens every goddamn year. Oh, I shouldn't <gasps> say goddamn. I'm sorry. Oh, I ruined it. I think I got to. Are you going to go to church tonight? No. <laughs> you are though, no? Nope. Not this year. Oh, okay. Nope. And we're breaking an Anderson family tradition and staying home and watching our the children play, the nephews play. That's nice. Yeah. They have a strict bedtime, so they're sticking to it. Okay. Lame. <laughs> Can't do late night church. What kind of lamos are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, we got a, a gift. Yes, we did. It came in the form of an email. Oh, we love a good email. And it made me feel good because I thought I was going crazy. Yeah. Uh, so we got an email from Allie. She says, hey, whores, I worked with y'all several years ago when I booked you at, to do a variety show that I used to produce in D.C., Bare Naked Comedy. Oh, it was yes, great. That, that was, was so awesome. Show. We should do it again. Yeah. If you do it. <laughs> we love that show. I uh, can't believe that I only just started listening to your podcast today. It's great. I love your takes on things. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. I just listened to your data gender gap episode and needed to email you after the big is the Satisfier Pro 2 actually really fucking loud discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I work in a feminist sex shop in Alexandria, Virginia, and I am here to weigh in as a professional and say that it is too fucking loud. <laughs> I swear it's the loudest toy we have in stock. Customers regularly laugh at and comment on how loud it is. If you want a suction toy that isn't so comically loud, the Womanizer Liberty is a good option. It is substantially quieter, has a bit stronger suction, but less vibration. I know a lot of folks are put off by a toy called Womanizer, but fun, maybe fact. <laughs> I recently learned that when the toy was originally developed in Germany, Womanizer apparently was meant to mean a woman who celebrates slash worships women. 
Unfortunately, they didn't foresee the word had negative connotations in the U.S. as if they had never heard of Britney Spears. <laughs> Disclaimer, we were told this at a trade show by a salesperson. And as I'm writing this, I've tried to verify if it's true via Google and I'm not finding success. So who knows if it's actually true. I might have just given you a bunch of marketing damage control BS. <laughs> Either way, I wanted you to have a professional opinion to verify that, yes, the Satisfier Pro 2 is loud as fuck thank you well, Allie for that feedback that's, that's like what we were this is exactly what the emails are for yes that Some is feedback so we can feel better about our, our statements like that the satisfier is loud um that's great yeah that's really good to know it's also nice to have other recommendations for things yes the womanizer womanizer between my that's fun I love that song um well thank you Allie for telling us uh, we're not crazy no, we're it's totally not crazy. really fucking loud. And it's really not the best vibrator to have when you have a roommate. Sure. In a but, small if you live alone, but if you live alone, maybe it's a great one for you. Yeah. I don't really know. Look, you can explore lots of different kinds of vibrators and things at a very special website that we would like to promote and take it away. Yes. <laughs> free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO. W-H-O-R-E-O. HORIO at adamandeve.com. And we're back. Ooh, yeah. Wow, that was the greatest ad ever. It's really good. It's we made $11 last month. Oh, my God. We're so rich. So rich. so rich. But thank you for buying stuff, you guys. Oh, my God. Seriously. I mean, it is a deal. You get 50% off any oh, it's item. Excellent. Run. Don't. Walk. Yeah. To adamandeve.com. I hope that everyone purchased all their Christmas presents from there this year. <laughs> Could you imagine what buying if, your think, mother the Satisfier Pro 2? What I did. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> That's what I did. I used my discount. <laughs> well, we thought it would be really fun on this December 24th to give you all a gift of following your dreams, right? Yeah, not letting anything hold you back. No, don't let any son of a bitch hold you back. Like a Go husband for it. or a boyfriend. <laughs> and that <laughs> is literally right. what we're talking about right now. <laughs> That's right. What to do when your partner is holding you back from your dreams. And we thought we'd just give you some tips and maybe some personal and experiences. And just discuss some of this, yeah. I mean, I think that, so, I mean, this is such a weird thing because we are still in this place where we think there's all this equality and everybody's, mm -hmm. you know, and, there, and certainly in more relationships than ever, I think to some degree, there's more equality between the man and woman. Mm -hmm. And yet when push comes to shove, it feels like the person that's always taking the hit for their career is the woman. Yes. And so that's kind of what we want to talk about because we've yes. had some of that. We've had some of those experiences. Per oh, really? Are you speaking from personal experience? You've had a nothing, a nothing crazy. I've had yeah. mostly like very supportive boyfriends mm -hmm. but um I think the, there's also like different levels to this because I think if you're also in the same uh career field as your yes. partner mm -hmm. there's not just the like who works and who stays at home dis discussion mm -hmm. it's also the you know there's comp competition sort of and I think that's true for any field I don't think it's just within the acting field or it can be a problem mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not always a problem but yeah. I think that that can be trouble I'll never forget when we 
got that email for touring with Les Claypool. I called my boyfriend at the time and told him the good news that we were going to go on tour with Les Claypool. And instead of him rejoicing and being like, how exciting, his very first thing was, um, that's, that's not going to work. Yeah. Like, that's not exactly what I was, and I was like, wait, what? Conversation. Yeah. That's um, and then also he was like, do you even know who Les Claypool is? And I was like, ah, no, yeah, not really. But <laughs> so, I think it's, a, but it worked, but it worked yeah. out for two years. We toured with this person and my relationship really crumbled because of being on tour. And, um, it just, the communication broke down, the trust broke down just a lot of, because he was a musician also. And I think the competition just, it, it just didn't work. He didn't have my back. And yeah. I think that that's the biggest thing when you are with a partner, you're on the same team. And so you're each other's cheerleaders. And I know I want to find when I get married, my husband is going to be my number one fan and I want to be theirs. And I just want together to like take over the world. That's yeah. all. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's really not too much to ask, but it certainly is really hard to find. Well, one thing that was stood out to me when I was reading about other people's experiences with this, there's mm-hmm. articles about, you know, totally, stuff yeah. out there, you know, and I was perusing the articles. And <laughs> you were reading? So I was reading. What? Can you believe it? Um, <laughs> but I, there, there was this one way that they approached it in this one article where they talked about how uh, one thing that's happening more and more is that the couple will be saying to each other yes we have each other's back yes this you know I'm supporting your career the man is like I support you working I support you working but um when push comes to shove and there has to be some sort of a decision between who's going to work and who's staying home for example it seems and I just said this but it seems that it's usually the woman that has to acquiesce to the man's Mm. job for various Mm -hmm. reasons and that's where the breakdowns have been happening in relationships around these this issue of women mm-hmm. working the same amount mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, and I had an experience that was sort of like that, that I, it reminded me of where I was dating somebody and we were living together at the time and he was great. I mean, he was super very feminist, supportive. very mm-hmm. supportive, like super, super great. I think he thinks of himself as supportive and I thought of him as supportive and it was great. But we had a conversation once at dinner where we were talking about like, okay, if we get married and have kids, and we were both touring he was a comedian Mm -hmm. and so we were both touring at the same time at that moment and I was like well who goes out on tour and who stays home with the kids and he was like well whoever's making the more like let's say the tour happens at the same time he's like whoever's tour makes more money then that person will go out on tour Mm -hmm. and I was like well what happens if if it's always the same person that's making more money, mm. the other person eventually is going to get really resentful. And, right. you know, I was like, some the, the other person's always going to feel right. like left out and it's unfair. And he was like, well, they'll just have to deal with it. And we're sort of trying. I was Ugh. like, that makes no sense to me, though. Like, yeah. I, I can't believe you really feel that way. And all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I was like, are you in this conversation assuming that you're going to be making more money on tour? <laughs> and he stopped and he was like, yeah, I guess I am. And I was like, interesting. I was like, so now, <laughs> let's, now that you now that I called you out on that, what if my band makes more money on tour and then you never get to go out? That's what I'm saying. Mm. And he was like, oh, I wouldn't like that at all. And I was like, mm. hello. I was like, that is the thing. Right. And he really and I think I mean, he had a come to Jesus moment there. where He was like, oh, shit, I really didn't. I, I just was assuming but, that I would be the breadwinner. And that's not his fault per se. No, because it's like he was society. raised to believe that the man supports the woman. Right. 
And the and in the patriarchy right now, men still are making more money than women. But so then imagine if we had made that agreement, we both agreed, whoever makes more money on the tour, they're the ones that are going to go out and make all the money. Uh, and we both were like, okay, that's fair. Like, that's how we'll do it. Right. And then we comes to the moment where all of a sudden he, he realizes that I'm going out all the time on tour because mm-hmm. we're making more money. And he's home and he wants to go out. And I'm like, no, sorry. Remember, we made that deal that said that whoever makes more money goes out. Then that's like where these marriages start to fall apart Mm -hmm. because there's not a full. The the agreement at the beginning doesn't turn out to be the way that people thought it was going to (laughs) be. You know what I mean? Yes. That's one of the ways that things can fall apart. Well, I think a good thing that you did, though, is being upfront and honest and having that type of conversation before shit hits the fan sort of thing totally yeah that's a lot of things that I was reading was just talking about how partners these days just don't communicate and and check in you know once a month or every couple of weeks just about like their future goals right and I think because if you have these dreams and all of a sudden it might feel silly to like sit down with your partner and be like hey actually I would like to start this you know Etsy business and start selling you know uh, vibrator covers or something yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, just keep them quiet um, that's one thing that'll stop people because they don't even want to have that conversation with their partner and it may seem silly and you have doubts and all that sort of stuff but if you're with the right person you sit down with them and you talk about this dream this crazy dream that they want to you know start selling vibrator mufflers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> silencers but just imagine that conversation of being with somebody I get excited about thinking about it but just sitting down with somebody and saying like I have this crazy dream uh, this crazy idea that I really want to do but I know it's crazy but like being with the right person and having them be like okay so if that's what you want to do let's talk we, about yeah, let's see let's, how we make it yeah, work let's or, make yeah. a plan and if you have children like figuring out child care and all that sort of stuff but the first step is actually telling and talking to your partner because a lot of things I was reading is of course it's they some of the things were like it's trying to make it the woman's fault and I was like oh hell no because it's like the man can't read your your mind but uh, it's true you really do have to communicate and the man has to communicate also I mean everyone has to to be communicating and I you know I've been very guilty about that in the past I'm trying to just be more communicative with my partners just not being um not and also not having self-doubt like mm-hmm. just being in the right relationship and and saying and and tell, talking about your dreams, yeah, your hopes and dreams for the future. Um, so I think that that's a really good tip is that to just check in with your partner, be honest, and you know share with them your dreams. And I suppose if you're with somebody and you don't feel like you can share your dreams with them, then that's kind of a red flag too. I think that that's not not we're not promoting divorce, but just something that we're worth working on because you should be totally. with somebody you feel comfortable expressing what your wants mm-hmm. and desires you know yeah that was another thing that um I found interesting and some of these things are sort of obvious but then when you like see them laid out for you you're like oh right uh there was another thing where a lot of these couples that are in these equal relationships or quote-unquote equal relationships the guy will be like I totally support you honey like go for it go follow your dreams and she's like oh great yeah cool 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 like I'm following my dreams and then they have a baby and then they need to figure out childcare or even not even baby, but like, let's say it's like housework and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the same men, some of them, this, these same men that'll say, follow, yeah, you do you, I, I'm supporting your dreams, won't actually do anything to help support. So they won't pick up more mm-hmm. of the housework. They won't 
take equal care of the babies, they'll be like, you follow your dreams as long as it doesn't interfere with my life. Mm. Whereas women will 100% drop everything for the guy's career and then take, you know, take over all that slack if they have to. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of like the issue that we're dealing with is it's a great move to have men going, yeah, I support your dreams. Great, great, great. Please, Mm -hmm. thank you. But part of that support isn't just moral support. It's action too. And that sometimes there is... You know, you may not be able to go to that work lunch because you have to pick up the kid from uh, daycare because mm-hmm. your wife is, you know, the right. CEO of this company and she's going to give a giant speech to the president of the United States. Like, <sighs> you have to be able to go, okay, I'm going to have to miss my work lunch because mm-hmm. your thing is way more important right now. Mm-hmm. And I am supportive of your business or your dreams. So I will pick up the kid from like daycare as opposed to being like, well, it's not my problem. You're going to have to figure it out. Because right. I think a lot of people do that. A lot of partners do that. Yeah. And it just goes on to the woman. Right. To deal with. I mean, especially I hear that endlessly with my friends with children is that the man has his career and that, you know, she's just like taking some time, a time out sort of situation to like help raise the babies and all this sort of stuff. But why can't we have it all? You well, know? I think we that should. in some places you they do have it all a lot more. Sweden. Sweden, Sweden. Sweden. Let's talk about my friend Ellen Bjorn yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know he's on he's on um the paternity leave right now uh, for the next couple of months too. And she and she started a brand new job where so she's the breadwinner and he's staying at home with the kids and they're still madly in love. They have three girls. It's so great. But they're also in a country that really supports, supports that. that. Well, that was another <laughs> thing that I saw was there was this article about how millennial boys are less supportive they, they talk they say it though don't they like they talk the talk the walk but don't some walk of them the do talk, and some of them don't the so <laughs> so the 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 trend of men feeling like they want women to have equal rights in the right. household and all that uh the trend has been going there there have been less and less men promoting that idea since like 1994 mm. it's just been slowly declining and so these this like the millennial generation is less inclined to want to have the boys in the millennial generation are less inclined to want to have their their wives Mm. out working in the field and and having equal opportunity to work Mm. um and there was a various reasons for some of that one of which was that they were it's possible that they were watching their parents trying to negotiate this in the like 80s and 90s Mm. when their women were like no i am going to go out and work and then the fathers were sort of like I don't know I don't really want you to and the mothers were like no I'm doing it and so it caused a lot of strife within their families so they might be children of divorce where one of the biggest problems was that the mom wanted to go out and work and the dad mm-hmm. was like no so there's a thinking that maybe this other version where the mom just stays at home and the dad goes to work just eliminates a lot of that tension mm-hmm. so some kids kind of grew up feeling that potentially another thing that they said was because it's so hard to negotiate these things in relationships that, that that's unappealing, right? But we're not seeing those trends in Europe. Really? No. So in Europe, people are moving more and more and more toward equal equal rights. Women are working okay, more, equal yeah. pay. Everything's more moving more toward equality. Equality with uh, child rearing so that the, the dads are picking up more of the slack in child rearing mm-hmm. and all the, all the above. And one of the reasons why they're saying that's happening is because the United States does nothing to support families. Mm-hmm. It does, we don't have 
cheap childcare. We don't have good healthcare. Mm-hmm. We don't have uh, any paternity maternity leave that's of any mm-hmm. decent length of time. There's no, there's nothing supporting a family in a way so that people can have the freedom to have mm. some equal time at work and at home. It makes it really hard for the men to stay home mm-hmm. and it makes it really hard for the women to move up in the ranks in a real way because if it's impossible to ha- be able right. to hire a babysitter right. and if the men are not really like cl- also just societally not conditioned to say, oh yeah, no, let me pick up the slack on the, I want to stay home with the baby. Why not for this month? Mm-hmm. But like, let me get my paternity leave from work then, you know? Right. So it's not that it's, it's also a little bit of an American problem. I never would have thought that. Yeah. I just read it today and I was like, <laughs> right. I mean, it makes sense though. Yeah. You know? Huh. That's why it's important to get maternity leave. That's why it's important to get paternity leave. Right. Because we're, it's at the expense of our family units. Mm. And all these people that go on and on and on about how we're losing our family units in America. <laughs> it's like, well, partly it's because of some of these insane rules mm-hmm. or lack thereof or in, in no support, you know. Mm. Do you think you've ever been on dates with men here in New York that you've scared them because of all your dreams? Or- oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. I think that it's not <laughs> even just the dreams. I think it's just also the the thing I've chosen to do yeah. with my life is not normal. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I, mean? I think that that... Listen to YOLO FOMO episode yeah. of our non-traditional lifestyles. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that some guys think it's cool at first and then they sort of... You know, you're again, not available to go to their cousin's wedding because you have a festival or something. Yeah, That's, something I remember like the that first time that I couldn't go to, you know, a partner's big family thing. And I was because we had booked a show. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just about priorities, too. Yeah. I mean, I'd and balance and, and balance. Work-life yeah, balance. I mean, you true. do have to find it. Can't, it's not I don't think what we're promoting is like, fuck everybody. And you just do you no, the whole just time. E- just equal. I just yeah. want it uh, equal playing field with my partner. Yeah. Just want them to support you know this crazy lifestyle personally but also I mean I just I wanted to do this episode for the women at home who possibly might be married or with children or something and and I just really want to give them maybe some tools that they hadn't even thought about some tips to you know to to follow their dreams so let me just yeah open this real quick okay so hear me out it's bustle which we love that magazine. Yeah, it's great. Yeah? Okay, great. So there's seven seven easy things you can do to be supportive for your partner. Great. So this goes for us women and this goes for us men. Perfect. You know, let's all just get on board. Let's equal it out. So number one, like I said, check in on the reg. Yeah. You know, have don't let it be out of the blue that you want to start your company uh, for the vibrator thing. You Just be communicative. Tell them. Be honest. Where you're at. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number two, know what they need. Ooh, that's good. Uh, What what do they need? What do you mean know what they need? (laughs) Like, Um, because they're telling you in rule number one? Well, the one conversation a couple can have in order to build intimacy is to ask, how can I help you when you're suffering? (laughs) Oh, but that's great. I don't know why that makes you laugh evilly. That's so weird. When you're suffering. (laughs) Maria is like, she just loves imagining people suffer. She's like, that makes me laugh. No, but I just can't imagine myself asking my partner 
tell me. Um, well, don't have to say it like that. I mean, you, when I, how can I help you when you're? But that's true. How? You what are things that you can, need to ask? Okay, no, I know. That. You, I know. I think that's a great that's probably tip. Probably why I have. Yeah, intimacy I was going to say. Issues. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, but how I think can I help to say, you? Yeah, but I mean, when somebody's because everybody has different responses to that, right? Sometimes people need help because they want to talk it through, right? Right. Sometimes I like people, to be left alone. Some people like to be left mood. alone. Yes. Some people want advice. Some people don't want right. advice. So, I mean, I think that that is a really useful tip in relationships to say, like, how what do you need from me right now when you're struggling at work or at home or whatever it is that you're dealing with? Like, what can I do to alleviate that for you? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you want them to do the, the same for you. Right. It's not a one-way street right. there. Um, number three, create a stress-free environment. It has a girl in a bubble bath. Wouldn't that be nice? You come home. If you have kids, how are you? Ever, there's know. no way you can I have know, a stress-free I know. environment. I don't know if you're what are doing you, this. this? Is not yeah. All right, oh, okay, okay but number four, be quiet and just listen. Mm-hmm. Listening yes. is important. Fucking listen, dudes <laughs> and ladies. I and mean, ladies, I think that's that true. Some I'm people so bad are not. I was gonna say some people are not so good at listening. <laughs> And it's important. That's really, really important. Right. Number five, remind them you love them. That's Always true. Nice. That's a good one. And then, and it, it's holiday themed. There's a gif of Elf, Will Ferrell. Oh, good. Oh, that's great. Remember, it's Christmas. Uh, <laughs> number six, uh, know when to ask questions. I don't know. What I don't know that what that really means. means. I know But when I know to that you like just questions. demand to ask a question. Um, no. If something seems to be bothering your partner, open up the conversation, ask questions of like what's going on. People oh. need space. And so it may be um, that you need to give your partner space, but it may also be that there's something wrong and he or she doesn't know how to talk about it. Yeah. I feel like sometimes that one can backfire. You have to be careful because some people don't like sometimes they just need time to process. Right. And if you're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? That's going to not be good. But right. you have to just know your partner. Yeah. And for that one. And then number seven, acknowledge your problems. Acknowledge distance. Acknowledge that you um, that feel it and ask your partner if they have felt the distance. If there's, you know, just I guess just communication. Of, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all basically the same thing as just listen and communicate. Yeah. Thanks, Bustle. Well, that was another <laughs> thing that that popped up when we were like looking all this stuff up. One was that um, it's a really it's been a common theme for some families where if there's not equality with the home place and workplace in mm-hmm. a couple, a lot of the trends tend to be that the woman will kind of hang in there until the kid is out of the house, like mm. graduate, you know, right, college. Right. And then everybody and then gets- they then they, the women are like, peace out, I'm leaving. And then the husbands are like, what? What right, do you mean? No clue. And they were like, remember at the beginning of the marriage when you said it was going to be equal and then you didn't do anything to actually make it equal? Well, I've been sort of like struggling through that. So now I'm done. I don't want this anymore. I'm and a lot of women are in their 50s and stuff, post 50s, mm-hmm. going and starting their lives, basically like starting their dreams, following their dreams, starting their businesses, getting jobs that they wanted because they were like not able to to do that in their Mm -hmm. marriage and the men feel when they interview these men that have been left on by their wives sort of what they consider suddenly Mm -hmm. they say I had no idea I had no idea and then when they dig deeper they're like well has she did she tell you this stuff Mm -hmm. did you did she express to you at any time during the marriage that she was unhappy and wanted some support and they'd be like well yeah but I just didn't think it she meant it Yeah, yeah, I thought so. But I mean, she said it, but I was like, so what? And they said that there is this thing in it. This is also a little bit of a societal thing where men Mm -hmm. will, they don't listen to women very well because they don't think it's that important and they don't think it's going to affect them. 
Mm. And it's not until after that that wife has like left that they're like, oh, shit, I should have probably been paying more attention. So the listening part really stood out to me. That it is important <laughs> to listen. And I'm sure that this could happen in reverse, too, if, you know, if you're the woman that's not listening enough to her husband. You have to be it's not just like hearing it. It's like taking it in and, then, yeah. you know, doing whatever you need to do to make it work for each other. Mm. I would love to hear from our listeners at this point. Email us, difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know maybe some really amazing stories of your partner supporting you. Yeah. You know, they t- they stay at home with the kids and then you're out doing your lounge singer thing or, you know, yeah. I don't know. Very, uh, <laughs> this is us of you. It's <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> just like the whole plot line of this is us first season. What's well, funny, like I feel so funny about talking about, co- you know, communication with your partner. And, uh, and I'm like single AF right now, just like not. So this is all in theory. Yeah. Like, well, I'm with that- a partner that is long distance and I am not good at communication. I've been better, you know, but uh, I just get, I think because I've had such bad experiences in relationships especially the following your dreams thing like I feel like every guy I've ever dated just doesn't I I mean I remember my first boyfriend in New York City you know I moved here to be an actor and I was like slowly booking things but like not it wasn't I wasn't making millions so I was working at Puglio's Italian restaurant and I remember being out with my boyfriend and then him just saying all of a sudden out of the blue so what's your plan b yeah. I was like, that it hurts so bad to to know that he didn't believe in the dream of being just an actor, you know. And then when I started, you know, when we started Reformed Tours, he told me I was embarrassing myself. I think I've talked about that before. This mm-hmm. is a past guy, a long time ago. But that stuff really sticks to you a yeah. little bit. So I feel like, you know, as I'm older and dating and stuff, like I've, oh, it's so bad, but almost always have assumed that the guy's not going to be on board so I kind of go at it in a really intense like this is what I'm doing I'm an actor I'm a you know writer a musician yeah yeah, take it or leave it type stance but luckily with the person I'm with now I mean he is a comedian and is in the same world and also understands like you know the craziness and the highs and lows of it well I think one thing too that stands out to me about this whole conversation is that there's all you know you can always try to work on things in your relationship and and you make concessions where you want to make concessions Mm -hmm. and that's part of being in a relationship to some degree right but I think also one of the reasons why women don't like let's say you're in a relationship that's not supportive mm-hmm. and you've done all the tips and you've tried all the things and you're trying to communicate and this person is just like, no, I'm just not going to. Because there's probably set in their ways and they, like you said, they don't want it. Or whatever reason. To change or, or they're set, yeah. a dick. I mean, that's also happens yeah. too. Someone right. just doesn't give a shit and they're yeah. like, no, I don't, I don't care if you have your job or not. I think one of the things is sometimes women put up with this a lot mm-hmm. and they are, they're afraid of losing their partner or they're afraid of being alone. And then they stay with people that they really don't, maybe don't really have their best interests in mind. Mm. And I found this really great quote. People are afraid of like losing their partner and they're, you know, and just out of fear, then sometimes we'll stay with these people that are, don't have their best interests in mind. Mm. And this in back in the day, you were financially reliant on those people too. Right. So if they weren't supportive of you, are you just going to be like, 
well, peace out. I'm going to follow my dreams, even though it was very hard to attain those dreams anyway, because nobody wanted to hire women for anything <laughs> and all that stuff. Or do you just stay in this like with a kind of a shitty dude mm-hmm. who's not very nice to you, but he at least like aren't going to be poor and you dying on the street. You have a roof over your head. Yeah. So a lot of women were staying in not very good relationships for a long time. And there was um, this quote that I read. It was like so perfectly stated. I was like, oh, right. Oh, no. It said, for many women, greater financial independence all of us out there working, means they can hold their relationships to a higher standard. (gasps) And we're in this really weird gap right now where women don't need to put up with so much bullshit anymore from Mm -hmm. these guys. So even this conversation we're having would not have been happening like in the 60s. We wouldn't be talking about, is your husband supportive of your career? It's like, I just, people were barely, it was barely even starting. I mean, Mm -hmm. mostly the answer was no, your husband's not supportive of it <laughs> right you know and now we're trying to move into this place of like no really is can we get to like an equal place and th- these guys have to do better because women don't need them as much <laughs> i guess that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know how else to say it but we it, we just don't need right. you the same way so right. step up a little and like you have to think about things from a different perspective because Women are going to put up with less and less and less. And then the, what's going to happen is that men are going to step up and they're going to be like, oh, I want to be a good partner. I want to be. It's mm-hmm. really fun. That was another thing that, that came <laughs> up that was really cool was all these statistics about like the best marriages right now mm-hmm. are the ones that are super equal. Right. Every There's right. way more sex in the marriage. Mm-hmm. There's more happiness. Everyone mm-hmm. has more fun. People really, really love each other. Their chances of staying together are much, 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 much higher. Mm. So it's the equality thing is better for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you really have to, you know, listen to each other and work on it. Also, if you're mm. like a partner who thinks they're being supportive and then they hear their partner say like, no, you're not supportive of me. That's a good time to stop and go, oh, shoot. Let me like what did what, it, what in which well, way do you I think change? I'm not? Yeah, right. in case in as long as they're not being like gaslit or something, that maybe there's something that you could do to support. That's why I liked that question that you thought was so funny about <laughs> what can I do <laughs> what for do you, you do? Yeah. when you're not feeling great. <laughs> I think it's an important question. Right. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, another thing that I was reading is that sometimes women do get in these relationships and they think that they can change a man. Oh yeah, forget about so that. So don't do that. No. You, they, you can't change a man. No, been there, done that. And the, you I can change their clothes. We're working on that. That's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, you can. I mean, there's no, but yeah, don't change people. Yeah, don't change people. Right. It's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, if you're with a, if I think that reason why I want to talk about this too is that because we are artists that is again like so non-traditional we make our own living we're independent women and that sort of thing and just dear god like he has to be out there that's gonna be supportive and and also on the equal playing field of I don't know what I'm talking about anymore (laughs) no I think that there's lots of really 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 great people out there and men out there that want you know I think that they I think mostly we're moving toward like people being like yeah yeah we of right. course i want but also we're not going to be happy we're not going to change also right i think know, that maybe into- maybe that's more of like the issue now is that um more and more and more the women themselves are having conversation amongst ourselves where we're saying like no we're not gonna like this is my career Right. And I'm, you know, right. I'll do what I need to do to help you out here and there. And I love my child. And I, of course, but, I mean, that's my priority. But right. like also I have other things and I'm going to 
expect you to do the same for me. Mm-hmm. Like I will be there for our kid, but I need you to step up and do too. I need you to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. I need you to right. need to do the dishes. I want you to want to want to want to want to want the dishes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you know, but that that sort of thing. And I do think we're moving toward that anyway. Mm-hmm. And even with those millennial numbers when they were dissecting the these millennial boys and what they really wanted, overall, I think people are they get it you know i think it, it's probably more We're moving a, towards a better direction hopefully no i think no? that we are i mean i think that they're feeling that that is what's happening mm-hmm. it's also interesting to see there was some number that was a little daunting that was like if they asked millennial men if they wanted their women to have jobs or something it was like 40 percent was like yeah and then the rest <sighs> were like no and then the women were like if you ask the the millennial women do you want to have like a job out of you know the home the women, it was like 80% women. So you can see how there is going right. to be a lot of fighting right. <laughs> in those relationships if you get can't older. get on the same page with that stuff. Hmm. All right. I think also everybody's got their, you know, if you're in a good, nice relationship with a good, honest, nice, wonderful person that's a good match for you, then you should be able to have conversations about this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. It's all about communication. Circle it all back to that. <sighs> and, and honesty, trust. And good sex. Old fucking. Good old fucking. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. (laughs) No, I just, you know, if you're sitting, drinking your eggnog, listening to this, holding your baby nephew, or I don't know, sitting sitting in church maybe and listening. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of rude, but okay. Just, you know, think, think about it. And for the for 2020, maybe make it a New Year's resolution for yourself that you uh, need to just be more you know, honest with your partner and have, have more conversations. I mean, according to Bustle, you need to be having these check-ins like at least once a month. Yeah. And I kind of like that. You know, I, I don't really have check-ins with anybody other than you. It's like we check in yeah. once a week for the pod. So my therapist is for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm all about check-ins. Yeah. I think especially when you're married. I think it's it's when you're still courting each other and you can kind of like, you're like, oh, everything's right. great. It's like, I think, especially when you're married, it's a good time. Especially well, when you have kids and you're married. You're like, oh, totally. God, I need to check, check in. in. <laughs> but I think like with the check-ins, obviously when you're married and like life is getting crazy, especially with kids and stuff, it sounds kind of silly to check in, but it's only silly until it like becomes routine. So just start yeah. now, guys. Let's just check in. How are yeah. you, Marie? What can I do for you when you're suffering? <laughs> <laughs> you like to suffer. <laughs> I love to suffer. Oh, good, okay. You know me, pizza. Oh, perfect. <laughs> but I'm trying to lose weight, so no, nope, no, no pizza. pizza. Cauliflower um, pizza. Cauliflower. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> I, I want to fight the person that was like, it tastes just like regular pizza. No, no it it's cardboard. It's it's cauliflower. It okay. Marie's all riled up. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like it's cauliflower. feminism gets me riled up and cauliflower pizzas it's great (laughs) no it's good you know i don't mean to be so i feel like i don't want to be so negative about i don't know if i'm coming off as negative or i'm just feeling a dark heart in the moment right now hating men what no (laughs) No. i don't hate men but no i but i wanted to celebrate this one particular husband that popped up into my periphery through (laughs) the magic of instagram um and that is Ali Wong's husband, Justin. Oh. I don't know if you like heard about this. I mean, so I started following him on Instagram because he just seems, he's always there for her. He seems like a supportive husband just generally. Uh But then she went on Ellen and was telling the story about how when he, he like, I think he goes on tour with her frequently or at least sometimes he'll be on tour with her. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that she's like, here's my husband. He's a 
Harvard Business School graduate. And he's in the lobby <laughs> of the show afterwards at the merch table, sell it, like hawking oh, my wares. Oh, God, I love Selling that. my tote bags, pushing, buy this, buy, here's the shower curtain, like get this. Oh, my God, thing. I love it. And she, it just that he's so gung-ho about it. And when I look at his Instagram account, it's so much about how much he adores her and how, mm-hmm. and she's clearly more successful than he is in terms of at least fame. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what he does. But um, he doesn't seem to be daunted by the fact that she's super successful. And you know who's That's, another really supportive husband? Are you going to say Brian from Tone It Up? Or yeah, like, oh yeah, he's very he's very supportive <laughs> husband too. That's a good one too. <laughs> we follow these two girls. Kit, uh, what are their names? Katrina and Karina out in Los Angeles. They're they're in- influencers for sure, but they're really specifically fitness uh, gurus. And they both are married, and they both have husbands that are always um, posting and on their wives' behalfs. I mean, they're both millionaires by now because their company just took off 10 years ago or whatever, but they're right there. When we went to tone it up, like workout thing, Katie went up to which Bobby, Bobby, (laughs) Karina's no. Yeah. Karina's Karina's husband. I I didn't recognize him at first. And he was so nice. I was like, where's the bathroom? And he was like, Oh, it's just, um, I believe it's, we're like, Oh my God, it's Bobby. And he didn't have an ad. He was just happy to be there. And that was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Another person that is very successful and uh-huh. also has a very successful wife, and he seems to just be the most supportive husband, is um, Serena Williams's husband, Alexis. Right. Oh, I know. He just gushes about her, and I th- and I th- he really does. I think support everything. She- now these people have a lot of money, so it's mm-hmm. easier maybe to like have child care taken care of and stuff. But it is good to see that reflected right. in right media and stuff. Um, you know, I'm a huge Casey Musk. I don't want to gossip too much, but. You know, I'm a huge, huge Casey Musgraves fan. Um, And when I saw Casey Musgraves live at Radio City Music Hall by myself on gummies, it was incredible. Um, It was at at a point in the show where she brought out her husband, Rustin Kelly, who is also a musician who I've seen perform incredibly talented and and very funny, too. Um, She brought him out and they had the weirdest exchange on stage. Like, I've... think other people could feel the tension mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't have anybody to talk to about it and be like oh my god i think they're breaking up yeah. and i don't know guys <laughs> right, this right. is just a legend i don't know Here's but safe. but just watching them interact on stage her star has has risen this year you know she's grammy nominated winner and all this sort of stuff and like she's gotten very thin and beautiful and i mean her life has just changed this year i think because of her last album and i'm just curious to see if this man is as supportive as he was when they got married a couple years ago. It breaks my heart to think that maybe it's not going so well because... But on stage, they... Was but on stage, thing. it looked like there was something Yeah, up he was that, just, like, not happy to be Yeah, there. not happy and, and whatever. So I'm just... This is all alleged. Like, and I have no idea. it could be just one... Um, it could have just been one night. Yeah, it's they possible. could have just... People have up been an off night or whatever. But sometimes that But I am like fascinated by these celebrity couples or whatever that one... That's why celebrities, it's so hard for them to stay together, too, because they're so... They can be very competitive with yeah. each other and... One is doing really well and books the next Bond movie and then the other one hasn't booked anything and they break up and stuff. So I, should, I shouldn't have talked about my um, my idea of how I think Russ and Kelly and Casey Musgraves aren't going to last because that's mean. And I'm, and I'm. Well, we just don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know them. But I'll. Yeah, I don't either. I'm just. <laughs> no, but it's I think that whatever I, we see on the internet and, I do and think in it's, person. <laughs> but I think that it's interesting that you witnessed a moment that felt that it wasn't supportive. Yeah, you know it I mean? felt I very not. Yeah, 
I think yeah. that's what we're talking about here. Yes. It's like whether they maybe they'll work through it or maybe it was just one moment. But the point is it happened mm-hmm. and it was up there. And she's getting super famous. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just curious if Yeah. You know. I think there are some guys that have a really hard time with with the woman being more successful too. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's why it's really nice to see when um Yeah. When people aren't that worried about it or they just know Look, she does this and I do this and we're mm-hmm. two separate people and mm-hmm. we can both, you know, go after what we want and support each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that's nice. There are good ones. There's a lot of yeah. good ones. I think more and more and more people are like getting on board mm-hmm. with it, but it's always nice to see. Oh, also like even, what's her name? Chrissy Teigen and John Legend oh, are like the perfect couple or whatever. And they seem very supportive of each other. They're so really supportive. They also have a team of people taking care of their children. <laughs> but that's, I think that it seems to be that the common denominator here is just a shit ton of money. <laughs> shit ton of money. Yeah. But still. But they seem happy. So of. it's and, and very supportive of each other and all this sort of yeah. stuff. And a great sense of humor. Yeah. Love, love them. Yeah. And I think it's just nice to have those people to, you know, look to and say, oh, that's that's good to see. Mm-hmm. And not just some disastrous relationship i just want to say bring it back to casey and rest okay. <laughs> you're feeling guilty i feel really guilty about saying that <laughs> uh, who knows guys who knows no, but we don't know if they break up in 2020 you know who said it first yeah all right <laughs> um anyway <laughs> i guess that's it that's it oh we are going to be at the charleston comedy festival oh, in yes. january so check our website i did finally update our website Hooray! so that's uh, that a little small <laughs> win <laughs> But uh, check out our dates and we have some more shows coming up in New York. But also email us if you want us to come out and and do some live shows. We're starting to book for 2020. So let us know. We'd love to bring our ho, 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 we asses to you. Sounds good. (laughs) Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Santa, dear Santa, sorry to bug you on this holiday, but Santa, dear Santa, we've been good this year, so please cut us a break. The budget is a mess and Congress is a joke, so this year's Santa, you're our only hope. Stabilize the economy so we can have a Merry Christmas. Oh, Santa, dear Santa, we know you're busy reading letters and stuff in your sack, but Santa, dear Santa, we're making toys, we're making policies to get us on track. Our bank accounts are pleading though we're middle class, cause government's intent on screwing us in the stabilize the economy so we can have a Merry Christmas. Your ability to execute a task efficiently is at a Economy, so we 